Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. Hallelujah! Thank you, thank you. But I, I, I perceive in my heart that we need to pray. It's not a coincidence that I'm here today. It's not a coincidence that um, the country is going through what it's going through at this time. And it's not a coincidence, you know, what Pastor Dami began to share. It looked like you peeped into my note when you began to lead us to pray here now. And there's something the Lord has been impressing in my heart as I sat there. He said, you can't be anointed and offended at the same time. It would never bring about the righteousness of God. We can't afford to be anointed and offended. There are a lot of people that are offended, rightly so. But we cannot afford to join in being offended and being angry. Because it would never produce the righteousness of God. David had every reason to be mad, to be offended, to want to end, his answers we are saying now, to want to end Saul. He had every reason. Saul chased him, hunted him, wanted to kill him. But till the very end, he was not offended. Why was he not? Because he had greater revelation. He had insight. He had understanding. He could see beyond. So he wasn't going to let what was happening now frame his mindset to begin to act not in accordance to God's will or God's purpose for him at that time. If he had been offended, he would have lost the throne. The youths, you know, when uh, Pastor Peace was talking, he said, The youths, my mother, you're a youth now because me, I'm a youth too. <laughs> You know, it was like the youth. I said, okay, you are youth too, because I'm youth. I'm a youth too. They, you're anointed. You're like David. Anointed at about 17, they're about 16, 17. But you're not yet appointed. There is a season, a processing that has to go between when you're anointed and when you're appointed. Praise God. And that season is crucial to God. That is the most important season of your life. Can I tell you something? We often think the three and a half years Jesus spent was the most important. No, it was the 18 years we didn't hear anything about him that was most important to God. You know why? When he stepped forward at the river Jordan, the father said, what? I'm pleased with you. What had he done? At the river Jordan, the father said, this is my son in whom what? I'm pleased because you have completed my assignment. The three and a half years was for you and I. The three and a half years was to demonstrate the things that God... See, Jesus did a whole lot of things in those 18 years. We didn't hear about it. It's not even recorded. But he had fulfilled the Father's will. He had gone through process. The Bible says Jesus, uh, who for the joy that was set before him, did what endured the cross. Praise God. The Bible says he did what? He, uh, how did he put it? That he did through obedience. Learned obedience through the things that he wore, that he suffered. 
Praise God. Yes, there's a groaning in our hearts. There's a longing in our heart. We want answers. I want answers. TBC out of Zion is going to do a prayer walk after service today. We're marching around Maryland. But like your pastor rightly said, it's beyond just marching around. There are times you don't have to march around. There are times you just stay in the upper room and you generate momentum. The whole city came to them in the upper room. They didn't march around Jerusalem. Hey, somebody hear that. The Bible says it was noised abroad. And what happened? The whole, everyone was present. Everyone that needed to hear that represented the entire world. And that is what I'm going to share with us today, what the Lord put in my heart about shift. How it is important for you to be strategically positioned. And only God can make that happen. You can't do it yourself. So I want us to pray just a minute. And this is what we're going to pray for. Because we don't pray aimlessly. We don't just pray and say, God, we are tired. Hell, Nigeria, deliver us. Light everything no <laughs> i shared something and i'm going to say that and that's what we're going to use to pray just for about a minute or two when the children of israel were oppressed in babylon and mordecai picked it and said no we can't continue like this there was an esther a young lady the youth positioned in the palace That would have the ear of the king. Some people protesting, shouting. They don't have the ear of the king. Hey. Positioning is important. I'm not saying it's wrong to protest. Pastor Dele was there. We are protesting. But like, was it Pastor Sam or Pastor Mr. said We merge both together. Intercession and intercept. Intercession and intervention. Must work hand in hand. So Esther was in the palace. She said, what? Give me three days. Me and my maidens were going to fast and pray. Go and do the same. We're not going to eat anything. You know what she did, what did was delivered to her after the praying and fasting? Strategies. And that's what we do when we pray. We ask for strategies, divine strategies. Because that is what alters the plans of the devil. If you pray and there are no strategies or instructions given to you, then it's not there's nothing you've done. You don't pray and then it just bounces back. No, you wait for instructions and strategies. Amen. Amen. So she prayed and the first strategy was call the king for a banquet. And you wonder what has banquet got to do with setting my people free? What has banquet got to do with don't kill my people? What is a strategy? And sometimes the strategies don't make human sense, but they make spirit. So she called for a banquet the first day. And you would have thought that, okay, I've called for a banquet. Then say what you want to say. She said, come again the second day. You know why? The gallows had not been built. The gallows that was going to hang Haman had not been built. It was that night after the first banquet. Now Mordecai went home feeling, I said, ha, Esther invited only me. Then they advised him, God help you, don't have such advisors. They said, that guy, he's, I'm always angry. Why is he at the gate? He doesn't bow. They said, build gallows for him. So God said, do the first banquet. I have something I'm going for. Hey, God is wiser than men. He sees the end from the beginning. So he begins to give you instructions with the end in mind. Amen. 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 I 
And so he said, build, yeah, they built the gallows. So by the next day, the gallows were built. But unfortunately, he didn't know that he was setting himself up. They came again the second day for the what? The banquet. And she made known her plot. And that happened. And we know the story. But you know the beautiful thing about that story? It didn't end in Haman being hung. But Mordecai was elevated. So it's not enough to reveal the plot of the devil. It's not enough to bring enemies down. When you bring it down to we have men, women that are ready to occupy positions of elevation to turn things around. Did you know Ezra and the rest of them came back from that movement? Because the Mordecai was in a position of authority. We're saying uh, the president has Muslims all around him. He's a Muslim now. And it's not about religion here. I'm not saying a Muslim is not supposed to be president. president. No, God can raise anybody. If he raises a Cyrus, he can raise anybody. But I'm saying when men and women are not Christians now, men and women filled with the Spirit. No, Christians, yes, but not religious people because being a Christian means that you are filled with the Spirit. When they rise in position of authority. But Mordecai couldn't get there until Esther paved the way. So the youth and the old need each other. So it's not a case of, where, that's why I said you can't be anointed and offended. If you ask, strategies won't be given to you. So at the end of the day, Mordecai played his role. And the Bible says, if you read that, that, that passage, Esther, the whole book of Esther, the last chapter, Mordecai was the one. The Bible says everything was given to him. He was in charge. He was in charge. The Bible says they respected him and they feared him. So I want you to pray and I want you to pray collectively now for Nigeria and as a youth. And I want you to pray with this uh, prayer point that Lord deliver to us strategies. Divine strategies. Deliver to my generation divine strategies. The Bible says the light will shine out of darkness. Yes, this generation may have been labeled dark. But the Bible didn't tell me God would manufacture light from light. He said light will shine out of darkness. Out of darkness. And so the generation that they have given up on. The generation that they say is lazy. The generation that they say has no business. They are the ones that will produce the light. I want you to begin to pray for yourself as a part of this generation that I receive illumination I receive strategies I receive divine intellect I receive divine intelligence by the spirit of God to know what to do to know how to go about it in the name of Jesus we are not protesting in vain we are not protesting in the flesh we switch into the spirit because the spirit commands the natural in the name of Jesus I mount up to the heavens and it is delivered to me things that would come things that would happen things that would prepare me that would position me in the name of Jesus I am strategically positioned in the name of Jesus I'm strategically positioned I'm strategically positioned in the name of Jesus Rabba de Prodoso Vregede Ilabada Satalaba Shekelebado Ilesete Libre de Le Satali Bragada Aroso Bragade Kalababa Ekayada Basakatababa Eladodo Dosso Bregede 
Bible says, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Had they known, they would not have labeled this generation. Had they known, they would not have called us who we are not. But we arise in these times and in this season to fulfill prophecy. In the name of Jesus, the word of God has gone ahead of us as a generation. And I position myself strategically with divine wisdom and divine intellect with divine understanding divine insight in the name of Jesus oh I wage my warfare in the place of prayer it is delivered to me understanding instructions and strategies in the name of Jesus father we give you praise Lord we give you praise this morning we exalt you and we bless you Lord I commit this young ones into your hands and I pray for each and every one of them that they are positioned strategically in this time and in this season in the name of Jesus none of them will be lost in the name of Jesus they play active role in the name of Jesus in the new Nigeria in the name of Jesus our eyes will see it in the name of Jesus our mouth will talk about it in the name of Jesus we create a better tomorrow for our children and our children's children in the name of Jesus we place a demand on the fulfillment of prophecies over this nation in the mighty name of Jesus thank you father thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray hallelujah hallelujah glory to God hallelujah you may be seated God bless you you guys have been standing for a bit oh wow it's such my pleasure to be here finally this beautiful Sunday morning and I'm really excited honestly to to be here with you guys and uh, thank you to Pastor Dami the latest father in town that I know I know that there are probably you know other fathers but well the one that I know is Pastor Dami <laughs> you know and um, I really can't wait to see the baby and possibly hold her in my hands and I remember when we shared it on TBC out of Zion someone came up and said you know there's just a grace about men of God their first children have to be girls <laughs> there's just something about it I don't know but Maybe there's, there's a code in heaven. Like when you're a man of God, God will say, let me give you a girl first. <laughs> Praise God. So congratulations once again. We're truly, you know, excited for you and uh, Abisola and what God is doing with you. And of course, by extension to the entire pastorate here, uh, thank you guys. Thank you for what you're doing. This is a worthy house. This is a worthy house. I really celebrate each and every one of you. Everyone making things happen the behind the scene. Thank you, Pastor Itoru. What can't I do? I celebrate you. He's my son. So, yeah, we go a long way. We go a long way. You know, if it was before now that he was still living in my house, I would have said something and I'd be like, you better don't do this or else you don't have dinner. <laughs> but I can't threaten him with that anymore now because... <laughs> The guy has moved. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So yes, like you said, my kids, two of them are here. Tolu Lope and Tolu Wade. And uh, Tolu Wani happens to be in the multimedia department in church. So 
you know, she comfortably came yesterday and said, so I won't be going with you to PowerPoint. I said, ah, what is happening? Why are you not going with me? I said, well, they said they need my services. I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the, um, is she 15 or 14? She's 14, right? She's 14. <laughs> because the girl doesn't act like she's 14. So I looked at the 14 girl. They need your services in out of Zion. It must really be very, very important. You know, but you know, bring greetings from Pastor Dilly too as well. And he's excited that I'm here this morning. So, to the business of, to, of today. I asked again, Pastor Mike, I said, what is the theme? Is it the shift or shift? And he said, it's shift. Well, for the purpose of this, what I want to share and what the Lord dropped in my heart this morning, I'm not even going to say the shift. I'm going to say shifts. And I'm going somewhere. Because you don't experience one shift in a lifetime. You experience shifts. And shifts, based on my definition, I'm coming to it, is how God actually takes you through your journey. That takes you through the journey of life. So I heard it expressly while I was praying and meditating for this meeting, the Lord gave me the meaning of shifts for this meeting, for what I'm about to share. Strategic happenings influencing times and seasons. Strategic happenings influencing times and seasons. If there's anything I know, I celebrate the Kurumis, Pastor DJ and Pastor DDK. I have no doubt that you guys were tremendously blessed by them. I have no doubt. So I'm just here to layer on what they've said. Probably not anything new per se, but just to um, drill it in the word for the season and the word for you. See, God is not a talkative. He doesn't need to say so many things before he can bring home to what he wants to say to you. Sometimes all you need is just the word. And you go running with that word, it will take you through another 10, 20 years of your life. Has that ever happened to you before? You are in a conference and the minister says something. It's like you've never heard it before. And you go running with that word for the next 5, 10 years of your life. It shapes you. It guides you. It directs you. It orders your steps. I mean, it just aligns you with God's will and God's purpose. And so what I'm here to do today, my assignment today is possibly a mind shift. Just to help us see through the scripture how God does his things. So strategic happenings influencing times and seasons. Nothing just happens. That you are here today, seated and listening to a Pastor Maureen this morning. It's not a coincidence. It was written that you'll be here. For some of you, probably I'm talking to you, struggle to get out of bed this morning. You were telling do I really have to go? Do I want to go? I don't think I want to go. I'm tired. But somehow, one force was pushing you. It was the Holy Spirit. I said, get up, get up, get up. You're going to church this morning and you're here. Because there's a word for you. And it might not be from this message. It might even be from chatting with someone after service. Strategic happenings influencing times and seasons. Nothing just happens. When you experience a shift, it is in response to something already predetermined. We are a product of prophecy. 
Your life is a product of prophecy. See, let me tell you something. God is too calculated. He's too meticulous. God does not waste what? Resources. If you were not needed, you won't be sitting here. You want me to tell you how, should I show you how meticulous God is? In Genesis 1, we were told God created male and female, created, you know. But we know that was, he, he created, but he hadn't formed, he hadn't given formation. But when he started to give formation to the things he had created, he started with Adam. Why didn't he just create Adam and Eve at the same time? He didn't need to, because Eve was not needed at the time. But the moment Eve, there was a need for Eve, God himself said, it is not good that you should be alone. I need to create a helpmate. God formed Eve. God doesn't waste resources. You are not here to just occupy space. No, you're not. And I want to say this also. Aside from the fact that God does not waste resources, God is too... Ah, what's that word? He's too detailed. He's too detailed. Before you showed up, there was an assignment waiting for you. You didn't show up and then God began to say, you know that's how we think at times. Like, God, I'm here also. What's the plan? No, that's not it. Let's look at Psalm. I'm going to show you something there. Psalm 139. Just follow me. Follow me with your spirit this morning. Oh, glory to God. Just follow me. Psalm 139, we're probably familiar with you, but I just want to show us something from there. Shed more light on something. Oh, you're not a mistake. I know young people, some people, maybe like me, some, some years back, I really used to fight my mom because the day she, maybe she shouldn't have told me that story. The day she told me that she was pregnant with me. And like a month or two to deliver me, she was in America and decided to come to Nigeria. Kill old day. <laughs> Mommy, why? Because I'm the last born? Is that why you decided to do me like that? Why, why didn't you just wait there? One month, baby? <laughs> so that now I can be a bona fide what? American citizen. My children too will have access just like that. But my mother said, ah, there was no need for that. One naira was one dollar. It wasn't an achievement. It didn't cross my mind. But apart from her own reasons, so God had a plan for me here. Hey, God had a plan for me here. In the script of my life, I was supposed to be born in Lagos, Nigeria. And so someone is wondering and saying that, ah, God. Donald Trump's children, they don't have two heads now. Like, seriously. Mark Zuckerberg. Lord, why didn't you just allow me? Some people, someone is fair. Maybe you are fair in complexion like my son. I'm already like them. You have just allowed me to just come through them. But you know one thing you didn't have control over? is the choice of your birth. The family you're born into. You, don't, you didn't have control over that. So if God in his infinite wisdom chose your parents and the lineage through which you were born, how do you now think he will mismanage the rest of your life? Wow. 
you will mismanage the rest of your life. He chose your parents. Some of them are not educated. Some of them could not go to school. But yet he chose that you will come through that union. Some are not even together again. Some never even married. But you just had you. And you're wondering, do you know how many people pray to God for children and they don't have the children? You know, I saw something in the word of God, Pastor Sam. We know the story of Ruth and Naomi, right? Naomi went to Moab in search of greener pastures with her husband and her two sons. And the Bible says in 10 years, she lost three, three members of her family. I don't know at what point the two sons got married. But let's say they got married five years into being in Moab. But in those five years or 10 years per adventure, that they were married to both Opera and Wu, Ruth, they didn't have children. And then they died. Their husband died. And then when they got back to where? To Bethlehem. After the Boaz, I'm just cutting it short. After the Boaz incident, the Bible says, and the Lord gave conception to Ruth. God withheld it. He withheld the conception from the beginning. Because Moab, um, Ruth was not meant to be in Moab all her life. The original husband for Ruth was Boaz. Because Boaz and Ruth will give birth to who? Um, Obed. Obed will give birth to who? Jesse. Jesse will give birth to who? David. There had to be a root in that lineage. Go and read Matthew chapter 1. You will see it. Her name is there. The Moabites. The Bible says, and the Lord gave conception. And I'm like, God, why did you withhold it? Said, no, she couldn't have had children in Moab because, hmm, see, her womb had to be fresh for what I want to do. See, God begins a journey with you, but that's not the beginning of that journey. So he's connecting you with several other things. You didn't just show up as an island to do your own thing. Hey, hey, you are connected to prophecies that have gone years before you. Let me show you how much you're connected. Even Moses showed up because of a prophecy. God had prophesied to Abraham years ago. He said, my children, my, my, the, the children of Israel, they would go into what? Into slavery to a nation. They will be treated like slaves. He said, but for 430 years, he said they will come out with a strong hand. And when he was 80 years short of 430 years, Moses was born. Because the Bible tells me in Exodus chapter 14, I believe, that on that very same day, 430 years later, that very same day, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Led by who? Moses. Why did Moses show up at a time when they were killing young boys? Why didn't God prevent it that he came after? See, there's a calendar God is working with. That's what I'm trying to say. There's a calendar he's working with. There's a script for your life already written. And the one that delivers the content of that script to you is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. 
Let's look at Psalm 139. And let me show you something. Oh, let me show you something. How God sees and how God looks. How God understands you. Wow. Psalm 139. Are you there? Just follow me. From verse 1, it says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. <laughs> you know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts are far off. Come on, that is the God that I serve. He knows you in and out. See, there's no, see they say something that you can form for everybody, but you can't form for yourself. Abby? And not just yourself. You can't form for God. Because, oh my, dele, dele. How do I say that in English? He knows you inside, inside. He said, inside out. He says, even my thoughts are far off. Can you comprehend that? My thoughts are far off. You know them. Hey, Jesus exhibited it a bit. When he saw Nathaniel, he said, when you were under the tree, I saw you. I saw you. And the girl was like, ah, how did you see me, Lord? <laughs> I saw you under the tree. Only God knows what he was doing under that tree. <laughs> Maybe he was toasting a girl. I don't know. Whatever it was, Jesus was trying to say that, guy, my eyes are on you. I saw you. What would deliver that to Jesus? Spiritual intel intelligence of the Holy Spirit. He reveals mysteries. Ah, you know what the Bible says about Elijah? That he knows what happens in the bedroom of the king. You've not read it in your Bible. They say that guy. <laughs> what you do in your bedroom? I don't know who delivers it to him. But he knows. Ah, is there a secret camera in my room? Ah, and you tell me that God cannot deliver to you the next agenda in IT. You know, sometimes, and I believe this is a generation Z. Huh? What's the generation after generation Z? Alpha. <laughs> generation Alpha. The Holy Spirit is not limited to falling and dying. The Holy Spirit is not limited to raising the dead and healing the sick. There are sick economics, economies that need to be raised. The Holy Spirit doesn't just do it sounds very sweet and interesting. But as you are doing that, he can also deliver to you answers in politics, answers in medicine, answers in IT, in technology, in education. That is, what, that is the warfare your generation should, 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 should battle in the place of prayer with the Holy Spirit. The generation ahead... They have shown us miracles and signs in the area of healing the sick, raising the dead. We have seen that one. We don't doubt it. But let's begin to see the demonstration of the Holy Spirit in the area of what? Education. Delivering what? Blueprints and policies. Is that not what they are clamoring for, for this protest? That they are saying, let's put together our policies. What are we going to write there? Did you guys think when Joseph stood before Pharaoh? Don't speak in tongues, isn't he? But Pharaoh said, Oh, yeah, what is. <laughs> and I said, Esa. <laughs> and I said, 
Pharaoh said, that guy is mad. Please carry him out. The guy stood there and gave a very impressive blueprint. That the king, Pharaoh, looked at him and said, ah! They said him and his guys looked at it and said, mm, this must have been by the spirit of God. He acknowledged it. That this is not of any human understanding. He gave blueprints that they could understand. He didn't speak in tongues. He has spoken in tongues when he needed to. When you stand before kings, it's not the time to start speaking in tongues. It's the time to speak a language they can understand. Praise God. And of course, we know that's one of our, our, our key, how will I put it in TPC, where we translate spiritual endowment into things that are relevant economically, techno, tech, in any area, digitalize it. Translate that speaking in tongues, that energy, that power. Translate it. That at work, you stand and your boss is saying, have you said, well, this, 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 wow. You think the Holy Spirit can deliver such things to you overnight? Go and ask Daniel. He will deliver it to you. So let's read that. Let me know how many minutes I have. I can talk like this till tomorrow. Verse 3, you comprehend my part and my lying down you, and acquainted with all my ways for there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Hey, you can't run away from God. Ask Jonah. In the belly of a fish, the Bible says he cried out and God heard him. I don't care in what mess you think you're in. Or how deep or how far gone you are. If Jonah can cry from the belly of the fish, then there's no place you can be. Some people think that God is only present in churches. And please, by now we know church is not the building. If there's anything pandemic has shown us, it's not in the building. Correct? You are the church. So it's not about a physical location. Do you know some people believe that God is not present in some in shrines? Ah, God is omnipresent. But he doesn't necessarily manifest himself everywhere. But he's present. If someone cries for help in that shrine, God will hear. The earth is the Lord. He didn't say some parts of the earth. Am I making sense? God is what? He's present. If Jonah, see, I still don't know that thing that happened in the belly of the fish. Maybe Cephas will do a spoken word in that thing. I don't know. Maybe Jonah is somebody I'm going to ask when I get to him. Like, was it that the, the whale doesn't have teeth or what? How, how, it just swallowed you. You just stayed there, bam, in the stomach or what? That you were still able, did you open your mouth to say, God, or you were thinking it in your mind? Sorry, my mind is, I, I try to think, you know, just trying to, but the Bible says he cried out and God heard him and delivered him. So this guy, David is saying here, he said, there's no place I can hide from your spirit, verse 7. Or where can I flee from your presence? Look at what he says, if I ascend to heaven, he says, you are there. <laughs> if I make my bed in hell, did you see that? He says, behold, you are there. I thought he said, God is not in hell. 
He says, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. Now, this is where I'm going to. This is the crux of the matter. You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. God did that, not you, not your mother. Your mother was just the carrier. God formed you in her womb. He says, I will praise you. For I am what fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't say this only when you are praising your physical physique, like how you are. Say, oh, what a beaut. <laughs> TikTok generation. Don't worry, I know these things. When you have daughters like I do, you would know these things. So it's not only when you are saying that. It says, marvelous are your works. Ah, that my soul knows very well. Says my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Does that make any sense? Do you know what that says? That means you existed in the thoughts of God before you came into the womb. The reason you transited into the womb was because you existed in his thought. So his thought about you produced you. Because he had an image of your assignment and what you were supposed to do. So when the time was right, he said it's time. Then he began to give formation, just like we see in Genesis chapter 1. He had created, he had it all in his mind. But when the time was right in chapter 2, he began to give formation. And that's what happens. So you existed long before your mother and your father came together. Let me shock you more. You existed long before your great-grandfather and your great-grandmother came together. Let me shock you the more. <laughs> you existed long before... I don't know what to use again. Before, before, before. Before the before. You existed. In the mind and the thoughts of God. And so, even your genetic. How you were put together. Your personality. Comes to play in your assignment. In fulfilling your assignment. And we see that delivered to us. In the story of Joseph, in the story of Jesus. Jesus came at the time he was meant to come. If you read Matthew, I don't have time, chapter 1, you would see it. 14 generation, 14 generation. And that was why when they wanted a king, they didn't know God had a calendar. That's why at times God will slow you down. That's why at times God will withhold some things from you. That's why at times God will say it's not yet time. Because there's a script, there's a calendar. There is something, times and season. And certain things would need to happen at certain times. The children of Israel wanted a king. It wasn't that God did not want a king for them, but it wasn't yet time. And so Saul was just a space holder. May we not be space holders. Saul 
was just a space holder. Ishmael was a space holder. Matthias, the twelfth disciple, was a space holder. Did you hear his name again after that chapter two? <laughs> Who was supposed to be the twelfth disciple? No. Yes. You know, Judas died now. Did, did Matthias. Yeah. But who was supposed to be the twist? Who was supposed to be Paul? Now Paul. <laughs> Bam. Now Paul now. But Paul had not yet come now. Did you hear Matthias again, bros? <laughs> Space old animal boy. <laughs> ah. Brother. Let's go on. Let's go on. They demanded for a king. And because they demanded for a king, God gave them Saul. But David, he raised. And that's what God does when you're working with time and season. He raises you. He takes you through process. Because process is very important to God. Though. I want to speak to this generation of quick fix. Microwave generation. Let's not be in a hurry. Be whatever God wants to do. Or else you will have half measures. If you demand, and can I say a bit here on relationship? I'm not here to talk about relationship, but let me just chip it in. If you demand for a husband, he will give you solo. He gave them so. Because they demanded, give us a king. Why? Like our other relatives around Give us a king. Like the other people, they have kings around them. Give us a king. And God said, it's not time. I'm raising somebody. I'm raising somebody for you. Let me prepare him. Let me make him ready for you. And we all know what happened. Did you guys know that all the while, even God said, okay, go ahead. So, no problem. Space holder. But so too. Now, because he wasn't meant to be there, he began to misbehave. And it backfired on him. That how many years into his, his enthronement, what happened? God said, I have turned the, 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 the kingdom away from him. I've given it to a neighbor that is better than him. In the mind of God all along, he had already fashioned David. So it wasn't at that time when Saul, Samuel, got to the house of David that God picked David up. No, 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 no. His birthing was for him to be a king. That's why he showed up. And so what happens is that by divine guidance and divine intelligence, he begins to do what? Guide you, direct you, and make you avoid certain things until you come into that place of fulfillment. And so he begins to orchestrate strategic happenings in your life to ensure that that thing that he has said, see, the word of God will never return to him void. It's like a guided missile. He looks at the target and he ensures that he gets there. You know, they say, <laughs> there was a movie I watched long ago, Angelina Joey. That one bullet killed how many people? What's that movie? Awonira. Yeah. Oh, Parofua. Salt, Abby. One bullet. Now, we, I, 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 I had to rewind that part. Like, I, I, I might not be a, a, a CIA person or whatever, whatever. I know. I, one bullet. Oh, they love it here. <laughs> Guided missile. He hits his target. 
Because God is the one shooting it. When God said to Abraham, I've made you. I need you to understand how God talks. He says, I have made you the father of nations. He wasn't talking to Abraham, looking at him as he was now. God has seen years ahead. He has seen you and I. So God speaks to you based on the capacity he occupies as God and his ability to see the end from the beginning. So sometimes you need to pray as a believer. It's one of the prayers we prayed all through this year. That Lord grants me the capacity to be able to accommodate your thoughts and your intentions for me. That should be part of your prayers every morning. Because sometimes you can't comprehend it. God looked at a childless man and said, I've made you father of nations. He says, God, just give me one child. He said, you are father of nations. Ah, wow. I'm rounding up, I hope. <laughs> I'm rounding up, don't worry. I'm rounding up now. So, Jesus showed up at the right time. And there's something you said about the timing and prayer. And I'm going to show you that in the life of Jesus. That even for Jesus to show up at the time he did, despite the fact that he was the son of God, he needed two people to stay in the place of prayer. God needed two people to intercede and ensure the birthing of Christ. And you tell me you don't need intercession. Anna, the prophetess, and Simeon. The Bible says Simeon began to pray and he began to press and he began to push for the birthing of Christ that it would happen according to the word of God. Anna became a widow and for almost 80 something years she was in the temple praying traveling for something she couldn't even fully comprehend. That's another level of intercession. No? Not all this father give me car. Maserati. <laughs> Lord, give me house. I want banana island. Bana oh, consume banana island. Lori. <laughs> I don't even want to go into that. Wealth without purpose. That's not what God is interested in. What does it cost God to give you 100 Maserati? Have you not read it that there was a time in this country Pastor Tony Rappo gave Redeemed Christian Church of God a hundred Mercedes Benz? Quote me. Free of charge. Oh, dash one. If you see one, if you notice one white Mercedes Benz, not the recent one, this white Mercedes Benz that has Redeemed Christian Church, Pastor Tony Rappo, quote me, gave the Redeemed Christian Church of God a hundred Mercedes Benz for missionary work. When your heart begins to prosper in line with the will of God, you tell me God will not give you prosperity. What's, what was as a serious thing? Can it be a big deal? The moment Isaac began to prosper in his mind, in line with providing uh, a sort of an NGO in his own time, God said, 
you will do what? You will stay in this land and I will give you strategies. I said strategies. See, when you press in the spirit, you don't press in the spirit in isolation. God will give you strategies. He will translate that pressing into strategies. God said, began to dig again. That couldn't have come by just thinking or just going around and saying, God must have delivered to him. Dig again the wells of your father. And as he began to dig, the Bible says they came, they wanted to contend. He said, no, 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 don't worry. It's for all of us. I don't want, I can dig it again. Because the strategy didn't come from my, it came from above. So I can repeat it. Hey, I can repeat it. Praise God. And so Jesus showed up in the midst of prayer. Two people interceded and prayed to ensure that that which is supposed to happen at that time and at that season would happen. Now, did you know the Bible says in Isaiah that what? The virgin. It didn't say a virgin. It says the virgin. A definite word. That is when that prophecy was given by Isaiah, God had Mary in his thoughts. God had Mary in his thoughts. God had Mary. Mary specifically. He didn't say a virgin. He said the virgin will give birth to a son. And so God, the meeting of Joseph and Mary was not just one of those flings that just happened. He was orchestrated. And that's why when Joseph tried to say, Sir, honestly, you know, I really love this girl. I really like spending the rest of my life with her, but I can't do this, God. Like, and God saw his heart that he was genuine. He, if he didn't like, if he didn't love Mary, he would have come out to say, "Me I honestly, I did not sleep with her. Oh, look, I don't know. No, but because she loved him, he loved her. He said, "It's painful, but and as an honorable man, and that's the kind of man that can father Jesus." So, ladies. Because of what you carry, it determines who you marry you. Hey, you guard it. Mary guarded it so well that she was like, be it unto me according to your word, man or no man. She was ready. Like, Lord, I'm all for you. I'm going to do it your way. Man or no man. She said, I have no, God said, that's the reason why you qualify, that you don't have a man. Yeah, go, go, go. But God had not, she didn't say, and that's, I said, I'm not touching on relationship, but let me just touch on it. It is sickening and disheartening the way some women parade themselves like they are bad. See, when you have value and you know you are bringing something to the table and not talking money, you would, you would choose rightly. You are not up for grabs. You are not on a show, 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 what do they call that thing? Show glass. Instagram today. See me. Oh. Tomorrow. Look at me. Oh. Display yourself on. Am I saying it's wrong to post pictures? No. I post too. It's okay to love yourself and feel cool. In fact, I encourage that. And don't wait for someone to tell you before you tell yourself. Someone like me, they don't used to tell me. Oh. People are young now, but you think that. Every day, every day, we see you, we say, ah, it did me, oh, sweet, go, fine, go. 
Recently, I took some pictures and I was really feeling myself, honestly. And it's okay. It's not being vain, but it's just okay to appreciate. Wonderfully and fearfully made. So I, you know, and I took it to my dear husband, like, man of God. Oh, Ramoto do. Oh, Ramoto do. Look at, look, just look at her. What a beaut. My husband just looked, flipped through. Straight face. Ah! On your long. When some people were fainting when they saw the picture. <laughs> you were just looking through. You were just looking through. I had to express, go da ben ye, go da. What's your son? Koko, what's your Ah! That will be fine, go. Of course, do I doubt that he knows that? No. <laughs> but he's not just, you know him now. It's your father, but it's not wired like that. So I tell myself, ah, mo fine, mo do. Whether you tell me or you don't tell me, it's okay. It doesn't change anything. I'm not going to wait on you to tell me that. How did I get into that? <laughs> We're talking about Mary. <laughs> I need to tie this up. And so Mary, yeah, she was saying that, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Be it unto me according to your word. She didn't go to the angel Gabriel when she, he was leaving and said, Bros G, please, you see, I don't know, maybe you help me go and visit that man in his dream. I don't know how to convince Joseph, please help me. She didn't need to say that. She was satisfied doing God's will. She knew God would take care of the rest. And God did without her intervention. Let's stop trying to push the hand of God. Let's not try to make the word of God come to pass by our own action. Mm -mm. He gave the word, he will bring it to pass. Your job is to submit to his will. The power with which he spoke the word is the same power with which he would make it happen. Because at the point of speaking it, it is fulfilled. Hey, it is fulfilled. When God comes and commits himself to you about something, it is done. You cooperating is to your advantage. Let me quickly show you something. I'm coming, Pastor. You know I don't come all the time. Even though I want to join the protest in that my church. But let me quickly say this. You know when Colinius was praying in his house and the angel came and said, send men to Joppa. He said, there's a man there, Peter. He will show you the way of God and all of that. He will tell them to bring him healed. Do you know at the time God was saying that to Colinius? Peter, read your Bible in Acts. Peter had no clue. God was committing him. Some of you, God will commit you on your behalf. He will commit you. Because he knows what you... So when he showed up, I, see, I cannot understand the tenacity with which the vision he had. And God was saying, I'm not eating, Lord. You don't understand. I've committed you. You have to eat this thing. <laughs> oh God. I hope someone caught that. Kill and eat. No, I will not eat. Sir, you don't understand where this killer eat is coming from. There's a colinus I've committed. I've told him that you are coming. So if you don't kill and eat, you will not go. Of course, he didn't kill and eat. But it was God trying to show him and tell him that, see, 
I've committed you. Some guys are coming. And as he finished, now this happened. Colinos had the vision the day before. This happened the next day. And right as he was done, the Bible says there was a knock on the door. Hey, accuracy in the spirit. Only God can deliver that. Strategic happenings influencing times and seasons. And so with the story of Jesus, he came in the midst of prayer and he showed up. And Mary, Joseph initially was saying, and God said, no, in the script of this child, you have been picked. I specially crafted you. I specially designed you. You existed in my thought. Your meeting Mary was not a coincidence. You will father this child. You will name this child. Because everything in you that is needed for that child, I put it in you already. Everything that child needs, sorry, to be all that he's meant to be, it is locked up in the inside of you. So Joseph said, okay, I hands off. And we begin to see it play out. We begin to see it play out. Another strategic happening. Mary was due to give birth. And all of a sudden, the government said, census. Why? Because a prophecy had been given that the son will come out of Bethlehem. And they were not in Bethlehem at that time. So God will use anything and anyone, system, institution, government, people, to bring to pass his word because it will not fall down to the ground and it will not return to him void. So bear that in mind that he will use anyone, anyone, anyone. And so the government of the day says census and they said it's a must so for some people you're relocating to Lagos even though you didn't want to was God aligning you aligning you hey I love to use the story of Ada and Rotimi in my church that won't be your boss Ada followed me to Lagos she didn't understand why hey I hear was Rotimi in University of Abafo Melawo University brain in where did we pray sports center Lord, give me wife. Lord, give me wife. The wife God was cooking her in Abuja, under Pastor Murray's house. How would Adam and Rotimi? How could they have ever met? How? Adam was in Abuja. He was in Ife. Came to Lagos. God ordered ourselves, and so Mary found herself in Bethlehem, and the time to deliver came. Did you also know that the Bible says? When it drew near the time for the children of Israel to be emancipated, the Bible says they began to give birth. They grew in numbers because the number of people coming out of Egypt, God said, I'm bringing out my armies. So God needed to ensure that they were. So you see, productivity went high. The twins, triplets, quadruplets, how can be more learning? Because there was a response to a prophecy. I'm trying to tell you nothing just happened. It was in response to a prophecy. The Bible says as about that time, they began to grow and multiply. Because they were going to come out as a great nation. And so Jesus was giving birth to, we know the story. I'm just going to tie it up here. And the whole thing, Joseph picked it in his heart. 
let's go to Egypt. They want this child. And it's amazing that God now began to speak to Joseph. Initially, it was Mary, but then God now began to speak to Joseph. And then let me quickly run to when Jesus became 12. At age 12, Jesus felt, I've come of age. Because at age 12 is when the Jews do their own confirmation. So at age 12, you know everything. You know the scriptures and you've read. You are, you are, you are, they are, they are, they are grooming you to become another Pharisee or a Sadducee. So Jesus was already towing that line, Pastor Dami. Jesus at age 12. He got to the temple, Jerusalem. He said, ah, Rehoboth. Let's tabernacle here. Like uh, Peter and James were saying, uh, Peter and John were saying to Jesus at uh, Transfiguration, say, ah, Moses and Elijah, they are CV. Let us be collected. He said, no, we're supposed to stay on the mountain. We're taking it down. And so Jesus said, I want to stay here. Bible says he was asking them questions they were asking him questions and they were like wow in fact I'm sure some of those uh, 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 teachers of the law were like ah but boy my mom under me he's going to be under me this boy is such a studious guy he's, I'm sure they're already eyeing him and Jesus was already feeling like ah student of the word of God you know and the Bible says they had journeyed and they found out that he was not in the company and they came back and they saw the boy no, we know we used to think it's Jesus. So, you cannot bawi, you cannot speak to him. Sorry for those that don't speak to you, but I'll always try and interpret, right? But you catch the flow. And Mary said, Why have you done this to us? We've been looking for you. And Jesus, as a child, should I not be about my father's business? Eh? Me, Ogbo. Sorry. Who is your father? <laughs> As in like, but do you know it takes a level of maturity and interaction with the Spirit of God for Mary to have picked it at that time that temple is not where he's meant to be. Because she could have been carried away too by that thought of this is the Son of God. Maybe he's meant to be at the temple. Ejeka encourage you know maybe this is what is among the leaders and all that but it took the spirit of God in Mary and Joseph to say no you are going to submit to us your father Joseph will teach you carpentry because that is how God wants to raise you the idea is not for you to be chanting hymns in the temple Jesus you are not following that order there's a different order so it takes a Joseph and a Mary to identify that in a Jesus and the Bible says they didn't tell us the conversation per se but with my Yoruba mind <laughs> and the Bible says she was subject to them. <laughs> and the Bible says, and Mary kept these things in her heart. Hey, hey. And the same Mary, when it became time at the Canaan, got the wedding at Canaan. Abby, is it Canaan? It's time. 
He said, no. My time, he said, mm -mm. time has come now. Whatever he tells you to do, hey, do it. The Bible says Jesus performed his first miracle and his disciples believed him. He had disciples, they didn't believe in him. Come on, tell him. Or providing them with bread. Oh boy. Let's just be following him. But at that, ah, said, No, this guy is the real deal. He's the real McCoy. The world is with him. Let's tap. We die here. At Praise God. Oh, glory to God. Mary played that role and Joseph. And they preserved the life of Jesus by just being sensitive. By knowing what to do. By understanding the times and the season. Aligned him. And we know that the ministry of Jesus came out of those 18 years. Of being a carpenter's son. Because while he was in carpentry, he understood life. All those parables he was saying. There were things that happened around him. If he was in the temple, he wouldn't know these things. He would have been lost to the world. The world he came to save. But his small mind at 12 felt because he had small revelation, it was time. But thank God for the Miriam. May God provide the Marys in our lives. Sometimes their instructions are not pleasant. But it is the hand of God to guide us into purpose and destiny. So that the strategic timing of God will happen over our lives in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, you need this divine guidance and strategic uh, 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 leading of the Spirit of God. Luke chapter 4, I think, Jesus woke up that morning and said, let us go somewhere to Judea. And as they were going, the Bible says, they needed to go through Samaria. There were other routes to go to Judea. But why did he go through that? Because God had given him a strategic insight that there was an evangelist by the well in Samaria. Samaria, right? Samaritan woman, yeah. But that whole journey began by a detour that happened now. They were going to Judea. But the Bible says they had to go through. Did you know how Ruth came about Boaz? The Bible says she told her mother-in-law that morning, I'm going to glean. And in the process, the Holy Spirit didn't speak to her in her ears and say, oh yeah, Ruth, go and glean. No, no. She understood responsibility and said, we can't, we can't be here like this. I'm young, let me go and clean. 
So at times in you carrying out your responsibility as a young person, God will honor it. How did David come into the palace? How? The father sent him on an errand. Pastor Dele was still sharing with us last week and I saw it for the first time. Do you know at that time, David had become the essay to the president, Abby, to the king. So when the father told him, come and take groceries, he could have said, uh-uh, one of my aides, oh yeah, take these things to my brother. And he would have lost an opportunity to see Goliath, to fight the battle, and to be recommended to the king. He would have lost an opportunity. At that time, he was already in the palace playing harp for Saul. But it was obvious Saul didn't recognize him. Because when they brought him before Saul, he said, Whose son is this? Is it the demon in you that is not making you realize that this is the same boy that plays harp for you? Because they had said it. They said, Look for some. He said, I have found a man, the son of Jesse. He's skillful in playing. I will bring him to you. He was afterwards. He was on leave. So he went home back to the sheep. His father's sheep. He had become a big boy. He started working in the palace now. He had card now. That had PA or SA to the president. But he came back to take care of the sheep. And in the process, the father said, let me send you on an errand. In fulfilling the errand, he saw Goliath. And the opportunity came. Opportunities don't just happen. God orchestrated. It's called God incidences. incidences and that's what I, I believe I've come here today to declare over your lives that you experience God incidences that you are sensitive in your spirit to pick them it was so servant that told him there is a prophet let's go and give him something so that he would do what he would do this he would do that he, he, imagine Saul has said servant what are you who are you what are you saying I don't know that I don't do that you can't be giving me advice ha ah! Some people, God will position them around you. They don't look like it, but they are the ones that will connect you to your destiny. Be sensitive in your spirit. And the moment he saw him, he said to him, Say, You are the king. You will eat dinner with me. And that's how Saul came into kingship. Ruth, Bible says she went out gleaning. And she happened upon the field that was Boaz. That kind of happening don't just happen. Hey, that kind of leading don't just happen. You are going in search of a job and somehow you happen upon an office. And that's where you meet your future husband. It doesn't just happen. Can we stand to our feet as we begin to pray? I've said a whole lot of things and I believe that your heart was stirred at some point in time. But I want you to begin to press in the spirit. Because one key thing is important. And that is the fact that, Lord, ah, strategic happenings, yes, will happen in my life. But it's obvious that I need your leading. It's obvious that I need to be sensitive in the spirit. It is obvious that I need to be able to pick and discern. I want you to pray for your heart and pray for your mind. That you have a discerning heart. You have a discerning mind. Just like Mary just like Moses' mother 
I mean, what was it about Moses? There was no prophecy given to his mother. There was no prophecy given to his mother. But even in the midst of war, even in the midst of a chaotic situation, the Bible says Pharaoh had ordered that all male children be killed. This woman risked her life for a boy. And the Bible says, the only thing the Bible says was that he was a beautiful child. Come on, Moses was not the only beautiful child to be born at that time. But because there was a prophetic destiny over the life of Moses, God ensured that even his mother and his father did everything they needed to do to ensure that his life was preserved. Can you pray for the willpower? Can you pray for a discerning spirit, a discerning heart in the name of Jesus? Can you pray for the helpers of destiny, ability to identify them, ability to know them, ability to pick them out in the crowd, in the name of Jesus. Can you pray for yourself? It is God that works in you, both to will and to do. It is God that works in you, both to will and to do. Yes, Akayada Basekete, Imbra Delesete Sovragada. In the name of Jesus that scripture says walk out your salvation with fear and trembling then he adds a clause he said it is God that works in you both to will and to do sometimes we think the Word of God happens in isolation no when God gives his word yes the power to fulfill is given with it but you as a person you have a role to play and that's the prayer you're praying this morning that you will not miss it that you will not miss your own role that you are sensitive that your sensitive your spirit is sharpened your antenna is sharpened in the name of Jesus that you are sensitive to the leading to the alignment to, to God aligning you with his will and his purpose in the name of Jesus that you do not judge things by the things you see but you judge things by the revelation of the spirit of God in you that the spirit of God is activated in your heart the spirit of God is activated in your life in the name of Jesus your life conforms to prophecies gone ahead of you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus this once will fulfill purpose in the name of Jesus I declare and decree over you in the name of Jesus it is given to you to know it is given to you to understand it is given to you to interact with the promises of God the divine mysteries of God it is given to you the resources that you need in the name of Jesus systems will favor you in the name of Jesus institutions will favor you in the name of Jesus. Oh, la badoso bregede, ille badoso bregedi calibra gade, shedele mayala badoso, e kayada basataba, le maloso brada la casa. There's a free flow of the Spirit of God in your heart and through your mind in the name of Jesus, delivering to you.
strategic insights delivering through you instructions in the name of Jesus you are guided you are led by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus your default system your default status is that of being led by the Spirit of God constantly constantly your decisions are influenced by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus you begin to experience strategic happenings influencing your times and your seasons in the name of Jesus you meet with the right person at the right time you have the right conversations with the right people the dots are connecting the dots are connecting in the name of Jesus it is clear to you you walk in clarity of purpose in the name of Jesus it is clear to you it is clear to you it is clear to you in the name of Jesus the ministry of the Holy Spirit is effected over your life the ministry of the Holy Spirit is active over your life in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus father we give you praise father we give you praise and I thank you Lord I thank you for there's an impartation of your spirit afresh over your children in the name of Jesus Lord they begin to interact with mysteries they begin to interact with deep wisdom they begin to interact with the things that have been freely given to them they begin to interact in the name of Jesus with strategies blueprints policies in the name of Jesus they interact with solutions in the name of Jesus because they themselves are solutions to a dying world in the name of Jesus thank you father for your spirit is affected over their lives in the name of Jesus he has free flow he has free flow in their decisions in the name of Jesus they submit their will to the will of God the Bible says concerning David he said I found a man that would do all my will let that be the testimonies of this ones who have listened to me this morning in the name of Jesus let that be your testimony over them that they would do all your will in the name of Jesus and as your word says it is you that walks in them but to will and to do the ability to will it and to do it is released over you in the name of Jesus oh we give you praise for your graciousness we thank you for the generosity of your spirit this morning in the name of Jesus we rejoice in anticipation of the fruits of the testimonies of the results of that which you've planted in their hearts this morning in the mighty name of Jesus glory and honor to your name father in Jesus name we pray come on give the Lord a big hand Give the Lord a big hand, not me. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Wow. What a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Powerpoint Tribe.